My name is Steve Stevens, the best sports consultant money can buy. I make more money betting sports than anybody in the world. I'm the one that tells you who to bet. I'm not a bookie, I'm the bookie killer. If money talks, then I got a lot to say. I'm on the grind trying to make $100,000 a day. The game that I pick, believe me, it's a winner. What I know could get you rich, cause all I pick is winners. Welcome to Las Vegas. Money talks, money talks. Welcome to Las Vegas. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're tuned into the VIP Sports Podcast. I'm Steve Stevens, a.k.a. The Bookie Killer, sitting here with my missing co-host last week. Glad to have you back, the big skipper, ladies and gentlemen. They call him the chiropractor around here because he's known to straighten people out. Yes, sir. Anyway, bud, listen, I never got a chance to formally congratulate you. I know you've been going around the world. I want to congratulate you on literally going and sitting and attending every ballpark in America. Yes. Congratulations to you, brother. Hey, man, that, that's some cool-ass shit, man. That, Thank you really very much. Is, man. Yeah, I mean, we started off on this mission about seven, eight years ago, and uh, we finally completed it uh, with the All-Star Game two weeks ago in Washington. It's been a great run. It was a great way to bond with my son. It's been just a fucking uh, amazing fucking time. Seeing every baseball park in the country... The only one we haven't been to is Toronto, and I stress in the country because Toronto's not in the country. You've seen every stadium in the United States of America. Yes, You're right. I have. Toronto is not in America. 29 out of 30 and every park in the country, some of them uh, a lot more than once, I might say, and we've had one hell of a time doing it. It's been fucking great. I love it. A lot of great memories and uh, couldn't be better. I suggest... Taking your son out to the ballpark, gentlemen. Wow, man. Listen, there's not too many people that can say that uh, they've accomplished what you have, my friend. That is really some cool shit, uh, what you've done with your son and allowing him to see every ballpark before he... Is he 18 already? Yeah, he did turn 18. He did uh, did turn 18. Yeah, last month he turned 18. Our goal was to do it before he graduated and became a man and turned 18. And we started when he was like nine. And, uh, yeah, it's taken about eight years or so, eight, nine years, and we, we did it. We hit every park. It was, it's been fucking amazing. And we're going to get into that a, a little fun. bit. Because I want to ask you a couple questions about those uh, <coughs> parts as well to see where you stand. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's August 2nd, 2018. Can you believe football is actually back on TV tonight? First night of the <laughs> NFL tonight, NFL preseason. I know, Steve, a lot of guys are probably thinking, preseason? Fuck preseason. Who cares about preseason? Yeah. Well, on this podcast, we're going to go into many, many reasons why you should care about NFL preseason, and why, even more importantly, you should put your money down on some of these games if you've got the right information. Don't try to do it on your own. We'll explain to you why this podcast, why you should bet NFL preseason. It's extremely profitable. We're definitely going to give you reasons to bet uh, preseason football. There's several different reasons, and believe me, there's actually a lot of money for the taking in, yes. in, in preseason. I'll Absolutely. tell you that right now. Absolutely. But anyway, like I said, August 2nd, 2018, time is flying. We've told you guys over and over and over, build your bankroll in baseball. Football's going to be here before you know it. Sure enough, tonight there's uh, Chicago Bears, uh, Baltimore Ravens jumping off on the fucking television. On national television, nevertheless. Couldn't be more excited. Well, everyone will be watching the NFL again starting tonight on national television. Before you know it, there'll be four, five, six nights a week we'll be watching football 
It's back! Oh, I'm so excited. Like I said, you do like making money, right? Right. Oh, we're going to get it. Anyway, advertising opportunity. If you're watching or listening to the podcast, you own a small business, uh, you work at a company interested in getting involved in this booming sports betting business, send us an email to advertising at VIPSportsLasVegas.com. We'll get back with you uh, and tell you how you become a sponsor of our show. Like I said, it's a trillion-dollar industry. It's getting nothing but bigger. Make sure you get your fair share. Fair enough? Another state just legalized sports betting last night, Mississippi. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. Yes, Very good. And I tell you what, um, we've said it before, and we'll talk about this a little bit more. We don't need to get in it, but uh, what did we say? Did we say DraftKings, when it becomes legal, they're going to probably be oh, the biggest sports book out there? It's unbelievable. They've officially opened uh, uh, in New Jersey. They, they have a full-out sports book open. Supposedly, it's beautiful. Crazy. And they're building one in Mississippi as we speak. Just another thing that you and I projected many, many uh, months ago, if not two, three years ago. Yeah. We projected that sports betting will become legal. It's right around the corner. And when it does, DraftKings and uh, FanDuel have themselves self-positioned very, very well (laughs) uh, just to become uh, outright fucking bookies. And isn't it amazing, Steve, how all the professional sports leagues have a piece? Yeah. I mean, they've all invested in either FanDuel or DraftKings. Oh, yeah. Well, guess what? Now they're all bookies. Now they're cutting deals. The the leagues are actually bookies now. That is correct. Okay, that's something they're not going to come right out and tell you unless you follow the money. No. And, right. we, and we've said for years and years and years, ESPN's been fucking consulting games for years and years and years. Now you're seeing these shows. The leagues out. are <laughs> actually own a percentage in the fucking sports books now. It's amazing. Yeah, exactly. If you follow the money, they've got their piece of the sports books now. It is fucking. It's, it's fucking amazing. And God bless America. And you ain't lying. Trump Mer- making America good again. America. America. God, God bless America. We've got a great show for you today. Like you said, we're going to get into some major league uh, weekend matchups. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you reasons to bet preseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, this time of the year is where all these fraudulent people come out. Remember, we don't email. We don't text message. Uh, these people are emailing text message you to death. Remember, guys, these guys that call you or email you or text you that claim to be world-class millionaires or sitting in a penthouse. These are the same guys that are calling you from a Motel 6 or a budget suite. Guys don't know a fucking thing about sports. You work way too hard for your money to get fooled. Here's so, the, yeah, here's the bottom line. If, if you want to get hold... Yeah, yeah, if I could interrupt Go ahead. for a second. Absolutely. That, what he's saying right now is important. Okay, we're not here to bash other guys. We're not going to do all that bashing. I mean, it's, nope. it speaks for itself. The bottom line is this. This time of the year, with football starting now, the first NFL preseason game tonight... Before you know it, hockey and basketball will be playing again. You got baseball postseason run in the last two months of of the year right now. Yep. This is where they all come out of the woodwork. And when I say all, I mean all supposed sports betting consultants. You'll be getting more phone calls now, more text messages, more fucking uh, emails, more more DMs from supposed sports betting consultants, people that know what they're doing, that want to help you beat your book. There's a handful of good ones out there. And there's a whole lot of bad ones. So just be careful. Do your homework. Know who you're working with. Uh, we don't send out messages saying, hey, this is Skip. Bet this game for free. Call me back later. Nope. Hey, this is, uh, this is Joe Schmo, and Steve uh, asked me to give you a call from <laughs> VIP. No, we don't do that. So if you want to talk to us, make sure you give us a call directly at 877-220-6540. You can speak to one of us directly, and this way you'll know you're actually working with us personally. 
because we are the number one guns. If you're just looking for a free pick, go to our website, VIPSportsLasVegas.com. We have packages for all size shapes of sports bettors. If you're watching this podcast on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to our channel. And when you click the subscribe button, also make sure you, you, you hit that little bell. That way you get notifications uh, when the podcasts come up. We appreciate all your thumbs up. We read every one of your comments. We appreciate all of your support. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at VIP Sports LV. Uh, you can direct message us with any questions. We'll get back to you immediately. This would be a great time to go ahead and tell them about the promotion we're running this week. Skip, why don't you get into a promotion, and then you were talking off air about some pet peeves that you have, the chip on your shoulder about some baseball. Yeah, we I want to talk about some things that are bothering you in baseball, mm-hmm. and I want to tell these people reasons to bet preseason. Absolutely. So go ahead and run an ad, Skip. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, Skip's about to give you guys an opportunity to start off the year with a big bang. Go ahead, Skip. Bang, bang. <laughs> Boom. Now listen. I'm going to run this promotion two or three times throughout the podcast so you get it straight, okay? Seven days of baseball starting this Friday. Seven days of baseball for $77. What? I'm going to throw in the opening week of the NFL preseason. Once again, I know there's a lot of you out there that are saying, Skip, I don't bet NFL preseason. Games don't mean anything. That's a joke. Why would you put your money on the preseason? We're going to make a lot of sense to you in this podcast in just a little bit as far as why you should be betting preseason football. And once we tell you why you should, any smart guy that listens to what we're going to tell you will understand, hey, you know what? I think I actually could get an edge in preseason and pad my bankroll before the regular season starts. That is correct. So call this Friday between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. Pacific time, West Coast time, between 9 and 5 this Friday, 877-220-6540. I'm going to work with you for seven days of baseball. I'm going to throw in the opening week of the NFL preseason, week number one, absolutely free with that baseball package. Seven days, $77. The way I do math, Steve, breaks down to 11 grocery dollars a day. To make thousands and thousands of dollars. You can't even buy lunch for $11 a day. No, you can't. You Give can't me even... a call and let's crack your fucking bookie's head wide open, split it open to the white meat, like Steve likes to say. Love it. And let's go get fucking paid. Love your attitude. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the time of the year. It's here. Let's go get this fucking money. Don't let the players be the only ones to get paid this season. There comes a time where you deserve to shine, and it all starts now. Fair enough? Fair enough. Now, before, since we're talking about baseball, I know we're going to get into the show, but I, I definitely did want to ask you. Now, you've been to every ballpark, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, one of my questions, first of all, I want to know what your top five or six uh, parks are since okay. you've been to every one in the United States. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, I want to know, how do you rate your ballpark? Great, there, great question. Is there people, certain... People ask me that all the time. All right. How do you rate your ballparks? <clears throat> I have about six, seven categories that I actually use to de- determine my overall uh, experience at the park okay. and how I rate it. Um, first of all, just the overall ambiance, the overall layout of the park. Some parks have a lot of history, a lot of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. You know, Fenway, Wrigley, of course, come right to my mind. Um, so number one, and, and this is in no particular order. I rate the overall park in general as far as the aesthetics of the park and the history and the nostalgia of the park. Okay. okay? Uh, and then I rate, like, the backdrop. Like, how does it look when you're sitting behind home plate or on the dugout? How, how, what's the scenery like out? Like at Colorado, uh, Coors Field. If you, certain parks, you have to sit in different places, too. That's another, that's another key. When you go to Colorado to a Rockies game, you want to be all the way up as high as you can in the upper deck. It's not so much about seeing the players that look like ants at that point, but you can see the Colorado, uh, the, the Rocky Mountains, 
in the backdrop if you're mm. if you're up high in Colorado. Right. Uh, so the overall scenery from like behind home plate, like in Pittsburgh, one of the most beautiful backdrops in the entire country, if not the best. So how you feel when PNC. you're sitting in your state, yeah. in your seat in the stadium? How you feel? Correct. Okay. All right. What else? Uh, just the overall atmosphere in general. All right. What okay. else? Uh, I rate the fans. Okay. okay? Some fans are, are super cool. Some fans are just fucking horrendous. Yeah. You know, Philadelphia, my, you know, my city, we have a reputation of being horrible fans. You don't want to come into our fucking park, you know, uh, being an imposing fan. However, we're not as bad as you think. It's a, it's a lot of, lot of hype. Uh, some fans are just horrendous, uh, L.A. Dodgers. <coughs> oh, yeah, Dodgers. Some fans are great. Fucking Wrigley Field, Kansas City. So I rate the fans. I rate the overall atmosphere of the park. Uh, most importantly, the, the food. food. The food. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, so the food's extremely important. So three of the main things is pretty much how you feel sitting in your seat. Well, uh, the c- comfortability of the seats another thing, especially for a big guy like me. Correct. You go to fucking uh, you go to Wrigley or you go to Fenway where the seats are a hundred fucking years old. Uh-huh. The park is older than dirt. Uh, yeah, the seats are this fucking big. I can't get my I can't get my big ass in the seat. I don't okay. So some parks have horrendous fucking seating as far as comfortability. Right. And some parks are super comfortable. So that is one of the things I rate: uh, comfortability of the seating. Right. Atmosphere, comfortability of the seating. Food, incredibly. The fans, important. the fans, and the food. Okay. Right. And parking. And parking. Yeah, my big ass don't like to walk either. So the parking's so, got it. Okay. So yeah, you're, some you're... some places you got to fucking walk a mile to get into the goddamn to get to the gate. Right. You know, uh, and other places have, uh, you know, real good parking. So based on those four uh, elements right there. There's six or seven, yeah. Uh, give me your top five or six ballparks. Well, my, our, my favorite park is San Francisco. San Francisco's Eight, number one? And a lot of people say that that have experienced other parks around the country. Uh, San Francisco, number one in my mind. They got a high rating on almost every one of those categories I just went over. Uh, well, I know parking. I, I got dropped off by an Uber in front of the building. Yeah, well, it's, you're at a stoplight and you look over and you're fucking at the stage. I park in the basin parking lot, it's called, which is underground, uh-huh. literally right across the street from the stadium. It's 50 bucks and uh, uh, it's actually the closest parking in the country. I can't get any, any closer than when I park in San Fran. So the, air- food, the food there is amazing. The atmosphere is amazing. The fans are great. Uh, McCovey Cove and walking around the outfield is, you know, just the, just the view of San Francisco Bay and, and the boats and the, and the big ships. And it, it, San Francisco is fucking phenomenal. Do you I, heard, hey, you hey heard, do you hear my microphone just fell all the way down my fucking shirt? You'll be all right. You heard it from the guy himself, ladies and gentlemen. Been to every ballpark in the United States. Hands right. down, one of the biggest baseball fans uh, of the game that I've ever met in my life. He truly lives it, breathes it, eats it every fucking day. And he says, San Francisco Giants is the number one stadium, hands yeah, down. In, in my mind, San Francisco rates number one. And my, actually, my son and my wife agree. So. What's, what's number two? Jesus Christ, I'm falling apart. Uh, I like Pittsburgh a lot. PNC Pittsburgh. Park, believe it or not. Uh, that atmosphere in Pittsburgh and the backdrop, the scenery in the outfield when you're fit, sitting behind home plate or on the dugout, Pittsburgh, beautiful ballpark. Is Be- it really? Beautiful. All right, so Pittsburgh number two. What's number uh, three? Let's not put these in any particular order after number one. My, right. fa- my favorite one, San Fran. Okay. Uh, after that, Pittsburgh's really nice. San Diego Petcar- Petco Park, beautiful park. Great atmosphere. What a shame they got such a fucked up squad. Food not so great there, but uh, yeah, great park. Uh, Wrigley Field, incredible fucking atmosphere. Great food. The fans are amazing. Uh, Wrigley's definitely in the top five or six. I'm going to go with uh, Citizens Bank Park, my friend, Philadelphia. 
I mean, and, and that's not just coming from my heart. I know. Well, you it, just said a, it number it, one. If you... it, it's a great ballpark. The, okay. food, the fucking food's phenomenal in Philly, of course. Yeah. Uh, you know, the fans are the fans. When you got your Phillies gear on, you fit in anyway. That's a fact. I don't know if I'd go there with Dodger gear on, but uh, Philadelphia's beautiful park. Atlanta, the new ballpark they built in Atlanta. Uh-huh. I was there last year on opening day, very first game, uh, the stadium opened. Excellent ballpark, great facility, did a great job. Parking there sucks. Uh, but other than that, it was a great park. And uh, rounding in the top seven or eight, I'd say Arizona. Chase Field's really nice. And uh, Fenway, just because of the nostalgia. Boom. You heard it there first, ladies and gentlemen. My man has completed all ballparks in the United States. Told you hands down his favorite in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Have you been to a bunch of ballparks? Why don't you make a comment? What's your favorite ballpark to fit in? Now, out of all the foods you've had at any park, mm. what has been the best item? One item wow. that you've eaten at any ballpark throughout the United States. Well, wow. <laughs> San Francisco at the North Beach stand on the third base side, my friend. <laughs> There's your, uh, <laughs> They have a, gar- a shredded garlic chicken sandwich. Oh. Uh, it comes from the Stinking Rose, which is a restaurant uh, in North Beach in San Francisco uh-huh. in, in Little Italy. Uh, they have a stand, like I said, on the third base side. How far is that from Gino and Carlos? Has to be within what, five the, minutes. The stadium or the no, stick and roads? The stick and road, road uh, walking distance, right. th- like two and a half blocks. Huh. Uh, the garlic chicken sandwich at the North Beach stand in San Francisco. There you e- go. Excellent choice. <laughs> You've heard it first. Number one ballpark, San Fran. Number one food was the garlic chicken. Yeah, garlic chicken sandwich. <laughs> I love it. Fuck, so do I. <laughs> I, I <know. laughs> We've got a great show for you today, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to get into reasons to bet preseason <laughs> football, Skip. You mind? Let's do it. Let's get into the little uh, football situation. Now, everybody's thinking, oh, uh, there's a game on TV today. Who gives a fuck? Mm-hmm. Uh, I even said last week it's not the type of game to put a lot of money on, blah, blah, blah. And you're absolutely right. For you public out there who doesn't know a fucking thing, this is not a game that you should be putting any money on if you don't know what you're doing. Well, the last thing you want to do, uh, just like any time of the year, is throw fucking darts with your money. Correct. You definitely don't want to throw darts in the preseason or you'll lose your fucking ass. Oh, you'll be you're, out you're, of it. Yeah, your bankroll will be depleted <laughs> before uh, opening weekend of the college starts at the end of the month. Your bankroll will have the flu before the season even fucking yeah, starts. Don't so. let that happen, people. Give me a call. $77, we'll start padding your fucking bankroll. If you're serious about making money this football season and you've been waiting all summer saying, I'm going to call these guys when football starts, damn it, right now's the time. 877-220-6540, $77, seven days of baseball, and that includes opening week in the NFL preseason. Now, guy, I know you guys always listen to the podcast. You want to learn something. You want to take some notes. You want to steal some gems. You want to steal some golden nuggets. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we're going to give you some right now, so get your pen out. What this <laughs> segment is labeled is Reasons to Bet. Preseason football, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Skip, what do you think would be the number one reason to bet preseason football? Well, first of all, the lines are very soft during the preseason. Softer than drugs okay. or cotton, that is for sure. Uh, the reason for that, folks, is because the odds makers are using power ratings from last season to help them determine the line that they're going to put on the games during the preseason. Because they don't know any more about these teams than really the general public does at this point. Um, Hell, camp has only been open for three weeks, all right? It's preseason. Uh, What you're going to find a lot in preseason NFL, especially the first two weeks, lines are usually anywhere from a pick to maybe four. Every once in a while, you'll see a five or a six. I was just going to say, every game seems to be under six. Every game is, uh, uh, yeah, every game is usually under six. Most of of the lines are two, two and a half, or three. Uh, And the totals are usually between 
32, 33, and maybe 35. Uh, you, starting week two, you might see a couple totals that go up to 37. Uh, very rarely will you see anything over 40 in the preseason. Uh, but they're just the lines are soft during the NFL preseason because the odds makers are using last year's power ratings to set the numbers. So they just put a generic number out there like 3 and 34, and they just cross their fingers. So, That's a fact, and they've actually been successful at it because, you know, these teams are, are new every single year. Right. Different positions, different people, the mm-hmm. whole nine yards. So if you know what you're doing, you can really take advantage of, of the odds makers going off last year's power rankings because... Without it, a doubt, you can find very soft numbers in the preseason if you've got the right information because they're generic lines. Correct. Number two, practice is open to the public. It's not a secret. That's probably the most important reason. Practice uh, is open to the public every single game. It makes it easier to obtain valuable information. Real fucking simple, man. Unlike regular season when practices have uh, uh, closed doors, they're beating up cameraman, they're throwing people out left and right, they're turning the the bodyguards are now in full effect. They don't want you to see what they're doing. They don't even want to see, they don't even want you to watch them practice before the fucking game. Probably the number one reason why you can get an edge in the NFL preseason is because of that fact. The the practice squads are open to the public, Steve. Correct. And everybody's talking to the media this time of the year. It's a media frenzy. The coaches talk to the media, the assistants, the fucking trainers, the players are getting interviewed. They're very friendly during the preseason. And it's real easy to obtain that information that he's talking about that'll give you an edge. I mean, hell, the coaches are telling you Who's going to play? How long they're going to play? So the, basically, the, the you off- get a hold of the coach's book, you pretty much know every fucking thing they, that's going on. Listen, they script, they, they script the first 30 plays of offense it's, that they're going to run in the game. They script it during practice all week. All week. So if you're watching practices or you got scouts out there like we do that we pay to get this information out of these training camps... They script the first 30 plays of offense they're going to run. At That's least, a fact, At guys. least the first 20. That's a fact. They, and the coordinators, the offensive coordinators, the defensive coordinators, Steve, they'll tell you exactly what they want to work on during the game. Whether it's successful or not, they run these plays, like I said, not looking to score, not right. looking to break yards, simply to make to them see effective, what they got. Right. to see how they can run the fucking play. That's all they're doing. If an offensive coordinator comes right out, you know, two days before the game and says, well, we're going to be working on uh, our offensive line this week and our running game. Uh, I got three guys in the backfield, and I got to cut it down to one. And uh, I got two new guys on the offensive line that are rookies. I want to see how they pull. Uh, and, and we're going to be really working the offensive line, running two tight end sets, and, ru- and working these running backs. In other words, the offensive coordinator comes right out and tells the media, yeah, I'm planning on working on the running game a lot this game. Right. Okay. Well, now you know you're not going to see a lot of passing. Motherfucker, he's telling you what he's going to do. Correct. Okay? So what does that mean, Steve? How do we get an advantage? If they're going to be running the ball and they're going to be working on the running game, obviously the clock's going to be moving. They're not going to be throwing a lot. Therefore, games like that more times than not are going to be unders because they're going to be running more than passing and the clock's going to be moving. And they're telling you exactly what they're going to do, especially if you can get... Uh, matching information on the other side of the ball. Well, okay? and another thing is, is every fucking coach approaches preseason different. That's, like, a, like that's the a guy, fact. Like the guy you just said right now that's practicing plays, doesn't give a fuck about the win or loss. Mm-hmm. Then you got a hardball on the other side of the token that's looking to blow you out by 20 no matter what. Coaching is huge in the preseason. Oh, some, coaches like to, whether they're building momentum, I mean, several different ways. Yes, yeah, some coaches uh, have, a, have a tendency to want to come out and win in preseason. Other coaches, like Andy Reid, don't give a fuck about Lay back, pre- run the plays, yeah. don't give a fuck. He's a veteran coach that don't give a fuck about the preseason, and he's proven that over and over, year in and year out, okay? 
Uh, coaches are extremely important when it comes to betting NFL preseason. Because like you said, some coaches like to build momentum in their locker rooms. And this will happen a lot, Steve, if you got a young team. Exactly. Or you got a lot of new players on that team. Got to get them confident. Or, or there's a new coaching staff or new assistants, okay? And they're really not sure what they got. Correct. And last year, they're coming off a horrible or horrendous year. Well, listen, they're going to want to establish that winning environment, that winning mentality in the locker room. Yep. Those kind of coaches are going to want to come out and just fucking win in preseason. Correct. You know, like a guy like O'Brien when he went down to fucking Houston. I mean, I could give you one example after another. When there's a young coach or a new coach on a squad, or even if it's a veteran coach and he's got a young squad this year that he's not familiar with, okay, they're going to want to establish a winning environment in that locker room. So they're more inclined to come out in preseason and work and actually try to win some of those games. Absolutely. Another thing is uh, ticket sales. This is guaranteed. You never heard this before because there's a lot of people in this industry don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They're throwing darts with your money. Okay. Ticket sales are huge when it comes to preseason. Now you say, what are you talking about ticket sales? If you got a team that sells out, right? Like the Green Bay Packers team. Okay. The, the New England Patriots, the Cowboys, they sell their stadiums out no matter what. The Steelers, okay? They're not going to maybe be so inclined to have to win to sell tickets. If you get a team like maybe Tampa Bay or a team like uh, the Phoenix uh, or Arizona Cardinals, maybe their ticket sales are down. Or the LA Rams is a good example. Maybe ticket sales are down. They haven't sold a lot of, uh, they haven't met their quota for pre-season uh, uh, tickets, mm -hmm. okay? Well, the owner might actually go to the fucking coach, have a behind-closed-doors meeting and say, hey, listen, our fucking season tickets are down 8,000 from last year at this time. We need to fucking do something. We're not selling any season tickets. He'll come right out and tell the fucking coach, I don't care what you got to do. If you got to play the starters the whole fucking game, I want to win some preseason games to get a little momentum and to get the fucking city excited so we can sell some goddamn tickets or, right. no, or nobody's getting paid around here. Correct. Lot okay? of, yeah, there's some political shit mixed in for there, that. There's right. a fucking angle I guarantee no one's even fucking even heard of or even thought of. Uh, another thing okay? you better think about is we've said this over and over and over. They'll let you bet $100,000 on NFL. They'll right. let you bet 50000 on college, but you only bet 5000 in baseball. Now, during preseason, they actually do have limits on NFL. Smallest limits ever. You can barely get fucking two, three grand at the most on, on a preseason game. Limits for preseason wagering here in Vegas. Books don't want to get hurt early, period. That's right. Uh, they don't know uh, their lines. Like you said, they're soft. They're this, they're that. They, 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 they put the number out there and take a shot in preseason, just like you said. But they're not putting their position, putting their neck out there to get chopped right. by any means. Common sense tells you, people, if the sports book, if the bookie limits you on how much you can bet on an NFL preseason game, there's a fucking reason for that. There's a chance to win. They don't limit you because, because they got a big edge. They limit you because they don't want to get crushed because the players have an edge because of all the reasons we just mentioned. Correct. The practice squad's open to the public. The, e the information is easily attainable. Everybody's talking to the media. They're telling you exactly what the fuck they're going to do. They're scripting the first 25 fucking 30 plays of offense. I mean, come on, man. They, they, it, it, there's a lot of reasons why. If you get a veteran coach and he's, and he's got a veteran team, guys that he's been with for the last four or five years, he knows what the fuck he has. Yeah. He's going to go into those games not looking to win so much or keep those starters in as long because he knows what the fuck he's got. Right. He's, the staff is the same. His assistants are the same. 80% uh, of his squad is, is returning. 
Okay, so he's more inclined to look at the bottom players on that 80-man roster before he has to cut down. Agreed. So he's looking to take starters out a lot faster than, say, a guy that I explained earlier, a coach who is new to the team and has a young squad and has to really see what he's got. Yeah, agreed. There's a million reasons why preseason football is profitable, and I got every one of them. Yeah. 877-220-6540. Do not throw darts with your money this season. Come out of the fucking gate with a winner and come out early. Okay? Don't try to do this on your own and then call us when you're buried. Come out of the gate early and make yourself a winner right out of the gate. I love where your head's at. And those are some simple reasons uh, to bet preseason. When we come back, we're going to go over a little Major League uh, weekend series. Uh, we're going to go over your little pee, pet peeves that you got, a little chip on your shoulder with baseball. Yes, I do. Some of the things that you don't like going on right now. We'll talk about that as well right after the break. like making money, correct? I'm Steve Stevens. I'm the one that tells you who to bet. I'm not a bookie. I'm the bookie killer. Whether you're here in town on business or to flat out gamble, don't forget sports betting is a multi-billion dollar industry and you deserve your fair share. Call 877-220-6540 or go to VIPSportsLasVegas.com, mention this ad and get a $500 personal play absolutely free. See you in the winner's circle. It's like, it's like he works at fucking Houston. Like I know. You, you, you should hear our fucking guy's countdown. I feel, I feel like I'm in a rocket getting ready to fucking take off. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, I always wanted to be an astronaut. Fucking go to outer space. Uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're tuned into the VIP Sports Podcast. I'm Steve Stevens, a.k.a. the Bookie Killer, sitting here with the big skipper. Uh, first half of the podcast, we told you guys uh, reasons to bet preseason football. Told you several different reasons why it's profitable if you know exactly what you're doing. Uh, told you guys to give us a call, 877-220-6540. He's doing seven days for $77. Wow. Uh, now what we're going to do is we're going to get into a little Major League Baseball weekend series, which, as you know, is brought to you by our boys over there at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is one of the web's most popular betting destinations. Sign up for an account using the promotional code all day and get a 50% welcome bonus instantly added to your bank roll. With its management team together since 1991, BetOnline.ag offers wagering on nearly every sport and event possible. Once you're in live action, you'll see firsthand why BetOnline.ag has an A-plus rating, including the earliest open odds in the industry, the best live betting software in the business, and most importantly, fast payouts. BetOnline.ag, because you can. Yes, you can. Skip, let's talk about your little baseball pet peeves here. I, I, I'm constantly hearing you complain and shit you don't like about uh, baseball. What, 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 what's, what's, the, what's the chip on your shoulder? What's, let, let's go over a couple things that are bothering you. <laughs> let's go over your little pet peeves in All baseball, right. okay? Yeah, sure. Try to follow this one, okay? All right, guys, what, what's your first problem that you have with baseball right now, Skip? Well, uh, I, I call it the fucking Booney effect, okay. okay? There's a guy named Aaron Boone who used to be in the uh, ESPN booth for Sunday night games. With Coach that- of the Yankees? Well, he's a coach of the Yankees now, uh-huh. right? They uh, took him out of the ESPN booth and made him manager of the Yankees. Uh, last year, he was in the booth with Jessica Mendoza. Uh-huh. Shout out to Jessica. Okay, she's a great softball player, and, you know, she won a gold medal in the Olympics, and she played softball for Stanford, and shout out to the Stanford Cardinals. I, I, got, a, 
I like Stanford. So she's athletic. Uh, she's got the job done. Very athletic. Yeah. And uh, her, her body looks kind of athletic as well. Oh, she's taking a lot of dick down. She, well, she's got some uh, very large mammary glands, my friend. Oh, does she? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, listen. What's bothering At, you about what's, what's, what's bothering you about What's her? bothering me is every time I watch a baseball game on ESPN now, now you got Alex Rodriguez, steroid boy himself. I can't stand fucking A-Rod. 70, I can't stand listening to him or looking at him. 78% of all baseball fucking fans can't stand A-Rod to begin with. You're either a Yankees fan and you love him, or you're not and you hate him. Uh, why in the world is he in the fucking booth announcing uh, baseball games for ESPN is, is mind-blowing to me. Because nobody can stand this dude. I'd rather uh, I'd rather bring back John Cruck. I'd rather hear Cruck than fucking Cruck, uh, A-Rod. Cruck was good. They got rid of Cruck. He's actually now uh, announcing in the, uh, the Phillies games now. Oh, he's, he is? He's back with the Phillies. Okay, yeah. well, that's a good spot for yeah, well, him. Well, ESPN got rid of his big ass. So uh, the problem is, is... Here's the problem, okay? Ever since fucking Aaron Boone, son of Bob Boone, by the way, ever since Aaron Boone left the, the, the announcer's box and went to manage the Yankees... During every fucking game, they find 15 different reasons to, refer, to reference Aaron Boone, which, you know, Jessica calls it Booney. Now, if you were watching these games last year, ESPN Sunday night games, when those two were doing games together, Aaron Boone and Jessica Mendoza, now Aaron Boone's married and has children, and uh, I don't know if there's anything going on there. But well, I you're only giving your I opinion of what you think, I'm only buddy. giving my opinion. When you watch these two when they were together... You think he was fucking the v- shit out of her? Well, very flirtatious. Uh-huh. She's constantly touching him. They're smiling at each other and shit. You know, they got to travel around the country together. Doing, you're calling games. Doing baseball you're traveling. games. Yeah, she, yeah, you know, you're away from the wife. And she definitely has a hot nut for Booney. Oh, yeah. And, I, I mean, I'm telling you, it's fucking 15 times a game. Booney, Booney. Highlights with the Yankees. So she's making you sick. I'm sick of fucking hearing about Booney. And A-Rod's making me fucking sick in the booth, too. So ESPN, uh, shout out to you guys. Get rid of A-Rod. And Jessica, shut the fuck up talking about Booney. We know he fucked the shit out of you. (laughs) Hey, he must have fucked the dog shit out of her to be talking about. Hi, Booney, Booney, Booney. Yeah, yeah, Booney. She gets on. Oh, she got all excited. Oh, we're going to Yankees Stadium next Sunday night. We're going to be in the Bronx. Uh, I'm going to get to see Booney. Shut the fuck up with this Booney shit. I think Booney might have went in her booty hole. Yeah, she got because some fucking... she's really attached to him. I think she got Booney's bone. That's what I think. <laughs> and I'm sick of fucking hearing it. All right, so the first thing is you're tired of A-Rod on ESPN. You're tired of Jessica fucking Mendoza talking about Booney. Yeah. What else is bothering you right now in baseball? Uh, when is Mike Sosa going to get fired? The manager of the Angels. You've been calling for his blood for fucking about four years, three years. Longer than that. Four I, or five years now. I'm going to say seven or eight years, Steve. Uh, well, here's I, a, I, This guy should have been fired eight fucking years ago. He sucks. Let's just talk about him currently. What have they lost? Three in a row? Oh, they can't fucking win. They're in Tampa Bay right now. Yeah, they dropped two in a row to Tampa Bay. They're 54 and 55. One, uh, one game under 500. And fucking 14 and a half games back. At least. They might as well be 44 <laughs> and a half games back. They're out of the postseason. They just traded their fucking catcher, uh, Maldonado. They got rid of his ass and gave him to a competitor, Houston. That's real fucking smart. So your question okay? is, when the fuck is he getting fired? They just traded Ian Kinsler, their fucking second baseman, uh, to Boston. And they just traded uh, Maldonado, their catcher, to Houston, a division rival. And every time you see this guy, Mike Sosa, he's standing in the fucking dugout. He looks, Bored. He looks totally uninterested. Bored. He's got this fucking shit-eating smirk on his fucking face. Yeah, he's not a scientist. The, this- the talent that this guy has had on his fucking roster the last couple of years and just doesn't win? Mm. I mean, come on. Artie, hey. Artie Marino, the owner. I he mean, must be fucking his daughter or his wife or something because I- why, why isn't he getting fired? <laughs> I don't know who he's fucking or who he's not fucking, but 
Jesus. There's no Christ. motivation in him at all. I mean, Christ, get rid of this fucking guy already, Artie. All right. So, uh, Skip saying, get rid of Sosa. If he says to do it, you better do it. What else is bothering you, Skip? Uh, the cheat sheets that these motherfuckers are using now. They're getting to the point now to where they got them like football quarterbacks on their fucking arm. The catchers have fucking wristband notes on their fucking arm. Like, yeah, like Tom Brady looking at the plays on his wrist. You right? said was, what was bothering you was a guy in the outfield or something chewing his seeds and fucking... Well, you got, you got every outfielder now in between every batter reaching around, pulling out his cheat sheet out of his pocket. Oh, well, okay, let's see who's up. Oh, uh, Mike Trout's up? Yeah, where do I play? Oh, I got to move 10 feet over to the left. Even the pitchers are doing it. That, that's the worst. When a, I saw a pitcher this week, just the other day, pull a fucking cheat sheet out of his pocket because he, he wanted to refresh his mind on how to pitch this fucking guy. I agree with I, It's bullshit. They outlaw these fucking cheat sheets. If you can't do the homework before the That's game... That's part of being a goddamn professional. Yeah. You need to know who the fuck you're up against you, and how to throw to him. Are you kidding me? Wow. I mean, you should not have to pull a cheat sheet out of your pocket to figure out how to pitch to a fucking batter. And then every other batter pull it out. Oh, okay, who's up now? Molina? Oh, yeah, I got to throw him an outside breaking ball. Right. Right? I, I, I can't stand it. I mean, I never got to take cheat sheets in the class with me. Did no, you? No, no. I actually tried. I didn't <laughs> think I got... <laughs> Something tells me you might have tried. Yeah, no, I did for sure. I got caught several different times. And I actually, it seemed like the class that I needed the most help in was the class I didn't have any good friends. I'm talking about the dudes and the bitches. Like, I'm looking at their paper. They're like, this is shit. Yeah. They bitch, must, can they, I look at your answer, bitch? They must have stunk. They must, Do you mind if it's, is it A, B, or C, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> they must have somehow uh, actually accidentally got you into an honor roll class or something. You had yeah. all, the, all the teacher's pets in there covering up their answers and shit. Absolutely, dude. Fuck, here's fucking uh, Steve the fucking thug and can't get, <laughs> can't get an answer. I can't get an answer out of nobody, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I was pretty good overall. So, uh, cheat sheets, you said get rid of them. I, I it's com- bullshit. Completely agree. There's no way a pitcher. What, what happened to old-fashioned baseball, being yeah. a professional? And knowing what to do. Knowing how to. It's you do your, your fucking homework, man. It's you and your catcher's job yeah. to do the homework and knowing how to throw. Remember the catcher giving the signals? Here's this guy. Let me tell you what to do if yeah. you forgot. Let's talk about it. Right. Unbelievable. Exactly. I get rid you, of those fucking cheat sheets. I hate them. Well, another thing that you hate that I know for sure why we're talking about hate is you were talking about shifts. You're like, why? what, what the fuck oh, is the this, meaning of a shift? This fucking shifting is is just absolutely ridiculous. They're shifting more than hot rods in a fucking race lately. You know what I mean? There's, yeah. The shift wasn't around uh, back in the day. Yeah, you could shift my fucking nutsack on your chin. <laughs> Listen, these shifts, you know, you either love them or you hate them. I'm actually kind of on the fence with it. There's Do you nothing, love it or hate there, it? Well, I don't know. I'm not really sure. It's hurting the game because... Uh, it, it's definitely taken hits away from great hitters. I mean, the shift destroyed Ryan Howard. Uh, he was one of the first reasons why they started doing shifts, by the way. He right was one, down he, the line. Every he, was, fucking... he was one of the first players they started pulling shifts on. And it seems to happen a lot more with left-handed batters than right-handed batters. But the shift takes away a lot of hits from good hitters and is lowering batting average. It's one of the reasons why batting averages are lower uh, across the board in baseball. I, got I, I truly believe that. How often, what's the percentage of, of the shift and just the bloop, no one's there, base hit? Yeah, that's a good question. It seems like the, it seems like they always hit into the shift, though, doesn't it? It does. It uh, seems I mean, like they always hit into the fucking shift. When, they only, when the third baseman is playing shortstop and the whole line is, uh, you know, down the le- third baseline is wide open for a left-handed hitter. Goes right. I mean, they, they, they shift for Joey Gallo every time he comes up, right? I agree. If, he, like- if he would learn how to bunt down the third baseline oh, it's on. or to wait on the ball a little bit and go oppo every now and then. Oh. I mean, they'd have to stop doing it, right? Yeah, oh yeah. You know, the funny thing about the shift is Joe Madden started the shift, okay? One of the best manager in baseball, presently with the Cubs. He's the guy that started the shift, really, okay? 
He's also the guy that started batting pitchers in the eight hole instead of the nine hole. Uh, an interesting, an interesting note is that Joe Madden started the shift, and now he uses it less than any manager in baseball. Well, just isn't like, that weird? It's kind of like he baited him. He's, he's like, oh yeah, of, yeah, yeah exa- watch me start shifting guys, and then all of a sudden, he, every buddy started doing, it, and he stopped doing it. Kind of weird, but anyway. So you say overall, as far as the shifts, you don't feel like it's hurting the game, but you feel it's taking a lot of base hits away from good players? Absolutely. And, you know, there's nothing in the rule book that says that, you know, the second baseman has to play between first and second. Right. I mean, there's nothing in the yearbook that says where you got to play on the field. Nothing in the rule book. So, you know, they're not really breaking the rules. So I'm, I'm kind of on the fence with the shift. I don't know if I like it or I hate it, but I know I do hate the fucking cheat sheets that they use to shift. I got a stat that you'll probably love and you probably already know. Do you know that only three fucking pitchers have more than one complete game? Only three fucking pitchers. It's amazing. Have more than one complete game? I mean, is that fucking amazing or what? It's one of my biggest fucking pet peeves about baseball. Uh, Starters are averaging what? Five? Six innings? You're lucky if a starter goes six inning now. I mean, teams are building their entire teams around bullpens. Right. You used to have eight guys in the bullpen, right? And maybe five, six starters, okay? Now you got 10, 11 guys in the bullpen. Half the fucking roster is bullpen pitchers. They're, they're building teams around bullpens now, okay? It's not uncommon to see five pitchers in one game. No, it's not. What, whatever happened to the day of the workhorse, the fucking Roger Clemens, the Nolan Ryan? The, a guy that's willing to the, whoop the, your the, ass if you take him out of the game in the eighth who wants to finish the game? You, you mean, didn't pull Nolan Ryan out of the game. Pu- you're not pulling me. He, he'll beat the manager's ass before exactly. you get pulled out of a game. Those days are done. You yeah. ask me where they went, they're gone. It's a shame. It, it, it's an absolute shame because, you know, you, know, you just don't see a pitcher going the fucking distance. There's no complete game shutouts. And like you said... There's only three pitchers in the entire league that have have more than one complete game. That's insane. That is insane. Another thing that's fucking insane, uh, uh, 38 position players have pitched this season. That's another amazing. 38. And and that's all part of what we just mentioned. Unbelievable. Uh, The starters only go five, maybe six fucking innings now. Correct. 38 position players have pitched an inning this year. So... Anthony Rizzo even came in from first base to pitch an inning for the Cubs the other day. Yeah, you never, yeah, you would never see that. What the managers are doing, Steve, if a team is fucking out of the game, you know, like the Nationals, uh, fucking, the Nationals blew out the Mets the other day. Jeter grabbed the ball, wasn't pitched. They just put their fucking shortstop in, no big deal. Yeah, you never see that before. I mean, every once in a while, if it's an extra inning game and they run out of fucking players. Exactly. uh, If they run out of bullpen. 16 innings, maybe. Right. Now you got teams that are just getting blown out by eight, nine fucking runs, and they don't want to burn up their, their bullpen for the, for the next day. So they'll just bring in Anthony Rizzo to throw a fucking inning. Anything 38 in- position players have pitched. I know, that's amazing. That, that's insane. And it, what else is bothering you? And let's get into some weekend matchups. Well, you got any other pet peeves about baseball right now? The launch angle. Oh, the launch angle? The oh. velocity of my balls on my cock? <laughs> <laughs> that's the other one. The uh, exit velocity. Who, Who gives a, give a fuck? fuck? Right. And they're teaching these hitters to hit with launch angle now. Every fucking hitter is uppercutting. That's why the strikeouts are up so high now, Steve. What? They're actually teaching hitters to fucking uppercut now. Which it's is all, the compl- it's, all, it's all about the launch angle. Complete opposite of what we were taught. What happened to elbow up, right. line drive, base hit? You're always trying to get a base hit. You, you were a very good baseball player. I, I, was, I, I was a great baseball player. If anything, we were taught to hit down, not up. 
We were, I was taught to swing fucking level. Level. Yeah. Hit, whatever happened to the line drive, man? Base hits every time. Every, it's, it's either home run or strikeout now. It's all about the launch angle. So you can take that launch angle and that exit velocity and <laughs> shove it right up your ass. Launch it right up your fucking ass. That's what you can do. Yeah, launch it right up your ass. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I know you've been waiting for this. There's uh, one other thing. What? I can't stand the fucking nets now. You know, they have... Oh, yeah, they got the Nets going all the way to first base they almost. They got now, the they? Nets protecting the fans from foul balls. What a bunch of horse shit. A couple fans got I hurt went, bad, though. Listen, man, pay the fuck attention. You're there to watch the game. True. I mean, if you're not watching the game and you're sitting there texting or you're talking to your girlfriend, well, motherfucker, you get hit in the head with the fucking ball, it's your fault. You're at a ball right? game, yeah. Yeah, you're at a ball game, douchebag, right? So, they, I went to the game, I went to the game uh, the other, uh, last month, and I actually paid, you know, a premium to sit right on the fucking dugout, which, you know, we like to do depending on the ballpark and who's playing. Maybe come up with a souvenir or something, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. It, it, they got this fucking netting that runs. It's not just behind home plate now. It's behind every dugout. It goes all the way down the fucking first baseline, all the way down the third baseline. So I'm sitting on the dugout. I'm actually watching the game through fucking netting now. Man, I didn't pay to watch the game through fucking a net. What are they going to do next? Net the outfield so the players can't interact with the fucking fans? Well, it's to the point now where you can't interact <laughs> with them. I mean, the players used to come off the field, you know, run into the dugout, and they'd throw the toss the ball up into the crowd for the kids or something. They can't even fucking do that now because there's a netting there. You know what? It's, the like, go- it's like they're in a fucking, they're playing in a cage or something. You know what? It's the- ridiculous. Who wants to sit on a dugout, pay to sit in those premium seats to watch a game through the netting? It's bullshit. Well, one thing that didn't change that I know you love. You can still talk shit to him like you oh, love to oh, fucking I'm, do. I'm the master. Part of baseball is getting the guy out of the game. That's what you um, do. How many guys <laughs> do you talk shit to out there all the time? I am the master heckler, my friend. What, what's one of the main things you tell him? I, listen, I don't get crazy with it. I just... No, you I, don't disrespect I don't get, him. I, yeah, I don't get yell. I don't get loud. I don't curse. You know, I don't swear at him. I just fucking let him know what needs to be said, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like when you struck out for the third time today... And you're moping back to the dugout with your fucking head down. Just, yeah. uh, I tell them, pick your head up and run back to the dugout. <laughs> you know, they, they need to know. I love it. Well, hey, the days of Johnny Hustle and all that shit are gone. Dude. Oh, fucking. Gone. No more Charlie Hustle, my friend. Anyway. There's uh, a couple guys out there that still hustle, but not many. No. Major League Weekend Series is brought to you by boys over there at paperhead.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just a few weeks away uh, from the start of NFL regular season, and every year over $90 billion is wagered on NFL uh, alone. Wow. Uh, it's time for you to start cashing in and making serious profit using Paperhead.com, players' management software. Built by a team of experts with unparalleled experience and knowledge of the sports betting industry, Paperhead's tools will help you grow your profits the whole season long. And today... Our friends at Paperhead.com want to hook you up before the NFL betting season starts. They've offered me the opportunity to give my fans exclusive access to their best deal yet. Call 888-978-0288 right now and get their prime package for just $3 per head. Wow. You heard it right, $3 per head. That's saving nearly 75% off the regular price. And now it's the perfect time to get your new business started. So stop wasting time and start cashing in on this billion-dollar industry. Give Paperhead a call today, 888-978-0288. Tell them Steve Stevens or the Big Skipper sent you. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's get into some Major League Weekend Series, Skip. This is our favorite part of the show, at least it's mine. Uh, What's some of the weekend matchups that you like this weekend, brother? Let's talk about a series that could end uh, a team season. 
A series that can end the This team series season? could fucking end uh, their season. St. Louis, the Big Redbirds, are hand- heading into that beautiful ballpark I talked about earlier, PNC in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh okay. Pittsburgh been playing pretty good ball, too. Well, St. Louis uh, just fired their coach right before the All-Star break, Mike Mathena. Uh, that was actually a shock to me and a lot of people in St. Louis. Mike Mathena got fired uh, by St. Louis management. They got a new coach in there now, uh, was his bench coach, Mathena's bench coach. They're seven and a half games behind the Cubs, okay? It's getting late in the season. St. Louis is seven and a half back in the division, and Pittsburgh is seven back, okay? So they're both... They have One of these teams is going to have to make a move if they even have an outside chance at a wild card. I don't think either one of them is going to jump up and steal the division. However, they got an outside chance to get a wild card. Um, Disappointing St- season for St. Louis, by the way. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, Pittsburgh's been playing exceptionally well, as you mentioned. Uh, they've been on fire. They had 11 straight wins. Uh, 11 straight wins. Since then, they're 3-4 and four their last seven games. So this is a big interdivision series in Pittsburgh. St. Louis is just 5-6 and six their last 11 games, Steve. Um, as far as the over-unders go, St. Louis had eight straight overs until their last nine games where five out of nine have been under. So a hard team to gauge when it comes to the totals. Um, what are you seeing in this game here, Skip? Uh, what, what, what enticed you to make this the, the weekend series game? Well, it's one of the three or four big series this weekend because, like I said, one of these series, one of these teams... This series could end their fucking season. I'm talking if about Pittsburgh a- sweeps St. Louis right. this weekend, St. Louis is fucking done. Their season's over. And vice versa. Uh, so on a sports betting uh, perspective, what would you be looking at in this game? I'd would be you be leaning, looking at a total? I'd be leaning towards the under in this series. You'd be looking actually. at the total. Yeah, you get, a right situ- you get the right situation. I think Chris Archer is pitching uh, uh, tomorrow night, Friday right. night, I believe. So you get uh, Pittsburgh. Actually, I, can, I, you know, I give... Pittsburgh, a lot of credit. They went out and made a move for Chris Archer, the big starter from Tampa Bay, right before the trade deadline. And a lot of teams were looking at him. Never expected him to land in Pittsburgh. But because they won 11 straight games, management actually is going to try to make a big push here to grab a wild card spot. They're only seven games back at the Cubs. Uh, you got Milwaukee in there. It's going to be hard. But I give them credit. Pittsburgh's 37-27 and 27 at home. They play very well at home. Um, as far as totals go, last 10 games, they've had five overs, five unders. Uh, not a big trend there with the totals. But I would look for the right pitching matchup this weekend. There might be an under or two this weekend you can make some money with in that series. Look at the totals this weekend, guys. You might be looking at them totals under, mm-hmm. under to get the money. Uh, let's do, talk about some division races as well, okay? AL East, uh, Boston, New York Yankees, there, there's no secret there. Well, the American League, Steve, fuck, there's not, there's not a whole lot exciting going on. You pretty much know who's going to be in the postseason. I mean, the Red Sox and the Yankees in the East, only five, five and a half games separate them. Boston's having an incredible year. I think those two teams are running baseball. Oh, like, like Both of those teams are in the postseason. We both know that. One of them's going to win the division, and one of them's going to be a wild card. The sad part is, whichever team doesn't win that division, they could easily have, you know, 98 or 100 wins or more and uh, be a wild-card team. They might actually have to face a one-game playoff, which that's a shame for a team that wins 100 games. So, you know, in the West, Houston is still up by five games over Seattle and Oakland. And they're not even playing that good. I mean, don't get me wrong, they won two in a row, but they got blasted before those two games. Yeah, they're injured right now. We're going to be talking about that series. They got a big series with the Dodgers this weekend. Okay, so uh, in the West, you got Houston, who, Seattle, Oakland? Seattle and Oakland are five games back of Houston. Um, Speaking of not exciting. Listen, (laughs) the American League is pretty much wrapped up. You got Boston and the Yankees are going to make the postseason. Period. One of them's going to win the division. One of them's going to be the wild card. Okay? 
In the Central, you got Cleveland 10 games up on Minnesota. Minnesota's given up. Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota is done, okay? (laughs) So Cleveland, I mean, I wouldn't pat yourself on the back too hard, Cleveland. You play in a fucking shit division, the worst division in baseball. Congratulations for winning that division again because that's hands down. Uh, They're going to make the the postseason. So then it comes down to Houston, which is probably going to win the West. And then one of these two teams, either Seattle or Oakland. Am I boring you? No. Okay. One of these two teams, either Seattle or Oakland, is going to be a wild card team and have to play either Boston or the Yankees. So there's really not a whole lot of excitement in the American League. It's pretty much it's pretty much made, you know, everyone knows what's going to happen. It's just coming down to which team's going to get the wild card, Seattle or Oakland, as far as I'm concerned. Let's move and on. I'm to, and I'm going to go with Seattle. Yeah, let's move over to the National League uh, since it's your boys over there in the now, East. Now, National League, on the other hand, fucking wide open. There's, this is going to be a fun month and a half. I mean, what do we got? Philly? We got uh, Washington? What do we got? Atlanta? Yeah, Philly in the East is still a half a game up on the Braves. And uh, the Nationals are only five games back. Okay? It's fucked up the way they were dangling Bryce Harper before the uh, trade deadline there, too. That's what I was going to ask you. They, you... D- they dangled that little carrot out there. Is anyone interested in Bryce? You think they told him about that before they did that? I don't know, but I'll tell you because what. Because you don't, you don't do that with a motherfucker. If I was with a pimp? Yeah. If I was him, I'd be fucking... With the best player in baseball. No, he's not the best. Well, he, he's in the he, top five. He, he's top three. Mike Trout's the best. And, and Altuve's probably... I agree. Hands down. And Altuve's <laughs> probably the second best. Well, I, I, I there's no argument into that. So, uh, I mean, from a position player standpoint, all around, period, Mike Trout's the best player in baseball. Period. And, uh, and probably will be for a long time. Yeah. And uh, hopefully he'll be a Philly real soon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a Phillies fan, by the way. But he's, anyway, yeah, he's from South Jersey. Uh, in the East... Philly's up a half a game on the Braves. Uh, Braves just continue to play phenomenal baseball. They score a lot of runs. I got the Braves uh, winning that division. Do you really? Yeah. Uh, and the Washington Nationals, uh, only five games back. It's going to be an exciting run in the East. Uh, Phillies, Atlanta, and Washington. Well, they've scored 40 runs in three games. So I, hate not- <laughs> to, I hate to say this. I hate to say this, but I think when it's all said and done, Philly's not even going to be in the postseason. I, I, we'll, we'll see. I, I didn't want to get you I can't mad. believe I'm fucking saying that, but when it's all said and done, I think Philly's going to be uh, watching the postseason from uh, home. I, 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 they're scrappy. Uh, oh, get... we're definitely scrappy. Hey, See, listen, we got the number one bullpen in the National League. We got great starting pitching. We don't put up enough runs. Problem with Philly is we can't win on the road, Steve. And if you can't win and on the road. Go, and it's going to kill them. You can't win championships. That's correct. Let's go over to the West. National League West. Uh-oh, Arizona. Uh, Arizona and the Dodgers are tied. <laughs> tied for the division lead. Fucking Dodgers basically just gave it to them after they lost all them fucking games. Uh, Colorado, only one game back. Colorado, one of the hottest teams in baseball yes, right now. Hot as a pistol. Only, only one game behind Arizona and the Dodgers. Talk about a race that's going to heat up. The, it, I mean, listen, the National League is going to be exciting the next six weeks. This is the tightest I mean, division. This, right is, this is it, man. Tighter than a mouse's pussy yeah, over there. No doubt. Arizona, uh, tighter than Stu's wallet. Oh, okay. <laughs> it don't get no tighter than that. Arizona, the Dodgers tied for first. Colorado only one game back. Tighter than Adam's pants. I'm going to shock <laughs> Adam with those 70s tight-ass yeah. jeans on. We don't want to see your balls, bro. Yeah. Get in your booth and Nobody work. wants to see your fucking nuts in the yeah, office. Yeah, no, no. Just, just, just focus know? and, you know, wear some. Yeah. yeah. Listen, asshole. Fucking loosen up some of those. Buy some loose jeans. Nobody wants to see your fucking tiny nut bulge <laughs> in the fucking office. At all. So, uh, anyway... So anyway, you, I'm gonna I'm gonna shock the world here and say Colorado's the team to fucking watch out for in the National League. Yeah, I I see their pitching has been fucking stellar the last couple weeks. Uh, they they score a lot of runs. They're only a game out of the division lead. 
I say Colorado wins that division and is the team to beat in the National League. You heard it right here. Well, yeah, and you got to watch out for the Dodgers, even though they are starting to, to hit and they're waking it up a little bit. And yeah. they're, they're, they're healing up a little bit. But another thing you got to look at at the Dodgers, uh, the, the odds makers are still putting odds on them as if they're in first place. They're still $1.80, 200 yeah, right. 180 right. So the value on the Dodgers, I completely agree. If they were 185 you, to the fucking Brewers the other day and didn't even score a run. They lost one nothing. That's my point. I mean, uh, so Colorado, if you're looking no to No respect. Some- I mean, the Brewers are fucking solid. They're, I mean, the Brewers and the Cubs are, what, one game apart in the Central? Correct. Uh, well, yeah, that's what I was just going to say. In, in the Central, uh, who do we got over there? You got uh, Pittsburgh, gonna, you got St. Louis, you got Milwaukee. Pittsburgh and St. Louis Cubs. are pretty much done. Uh, what like are the I Cubs going to do, Skip? We just, they're, it's going to be interesting. I mean, it's, Are they going to pull it out? They should, but Milwaukee's no slouch. I mean, it's going to be a great six weeks in the National League. It really Unlike is. Unlike the American League, where everything's pretty much sewed up. The only thing that we don't know in the American League... Uh, is Seattle or Oakland going to get the wild card spot? That's pretty much the only thing we don't know. Exactly. Let's go over a couple more uh, weekend matchups, give these guys some information to make some money, and we'll get the fuck out of here. I told you guys last week that, you know, we were going to kind of save all the jokes and the laughing around and get right down to fucking business. We're giving you strict information here. If you follow what we do and you call us and you take advantage of that seven days for $77, We'll get you on the right track and take you over and beyond what you ever thought was possible. There's more money to be made in sports betting than any other investment in the fucking world. Don't let the players be the only ones to get paid. Yeah, let, let, get, get serious and get your ass off the fucking sofa. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. Uh, get, get serious now. It's time to fucking go. Now's the time. Uh, let's go get paid. Stop making excuses. Stop saying I'll do it next week. Stop saying I'll wait for the regular season in September. Uh, listen. Pick up the phone, give me a call. Let's go kick your bookie's ass. Let's not. Let's cut out all the bullshit. I'll tell you what I am excited about uh, as far as the series. It started today. Yankees in Boston again. Uh, I want to see Hap pitch. I want to see what, you know what yeah, I mean? He just but, threw the other day. Uh, he made his freaking uh, debut with the Yankees. He had pitched a great game. Straight beast. Actu- now, actually, Hap's got the foot, hand, and mouth disease. What? He's got, he's got. I know what that is, too. I, yeah, I, the kids get it. Yeah, it's okay. little fucking bumps on their hands and their feet, and they get ulcers in their mouth. Yeah. Hap is, uh, he might miss his start against the Red Sox. What? Yeah, Syndergaard got it with the Mets the other day, and uh, now Hap, Hap contracted it. Uh, yes, sir. Where that? That what, came out of nowhere. One of these players ran a train on the wrong bitch, and it spread out through the no. entire Major League fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it's not herpes, dude. It ain't gonorrhea. It's fucking some child disease. It. You, well, get it, you get it from being around kids. It's real contagious. No, I got you. Like somebody in a daycare had it or something, and, it's, right. and it fucking spreads. Well, if there's any major it's league like, baseball player like, that's got their kid in daycare with the money they're making, then That's I, true. You I, should be, they should be home with the nanny. That's a fucking fact. It's, uh, it, it's like a chicken pox. It's a fucking childhood little virus that runs. It runs its course like 7 to 12 days. It's gone. But I actually like seeing these two play each other. You know why? They're the two best teams in baseball. Yeah, uh, Yankees, Red Sox. And I, and I just like watching it. Real simple. Another big weekend at Fenway. Yankees, Red Sox. Red Sox have a five-and-a-half game lead on the Yankees in the division. And winning that division is going to be crucial because otherwise you got a one-game uh, wild-card playoff situation that you don't want to be in. Uh, let's give these guys some information. Let them make some money. Rockies, Brewers. Colorado Rockies head into Milwaukee. Huge series for both teams. As we just mentioned, the Rockies, only one game back in the West behind the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. Rockies, one of the hottest teams in baseball. 12-4 and four to be exact in their last 16 games. They're Absolutely. on fucking fire. Absolutely. They've been playing very well. Uh, only five overs and five unders their last 10 games, so the totals have been 50-50. Correct. Their pitching has been fucking stellar. 
Rockies pitching. His starters have been lights out. 31 and 25 on the road is how you win, brother. That's correct. That's a fucking fact. Colorado, six games over 500 on the road. Uh, they got LeMahieu back tonight. He's coming back tonight off the DL. He's a big hitter for them. Uh, he definitely adds uh, to their already potent lineup. Uh, Milwaukee Brewers, on the other hand, very good at home, Steve. 33-21 and 21 at home. Uh, they got a late game tonight in L.A. against the Dodgers. The Brewers do. Yeah, they're traveling late. Yeah, so Friday, oh, be careful. Might have a play on Colorado Friday. Uh, but still, Brewers 7-3, last 10 games. Oh, they're, they're playing well, too. 5-3 to the over in their last eight games. Yeah, they, they tend a, little, a few more overs than unders. Uh, they definitely, like you said, 70% winning their last 10 games. Just be real careful careful with Milwaukee Friday because there's a travel effect here, guys. Yeah, there is. Milwaukee plays a late game tonight on the West Coast in L.A., and then they got to jump a plane, fly throughout the night back to Milwaukee. They're going to get in real early in the morning. They're going to be fucking tired. And then they got a big series with the fucking Rockies. So, Do you bet the side or the total in this series? Uh, again, I'm leaning towards possibly the under, believe it or not, in uh, one or two of these games. And Friday may be one of them with Milwaukee being real tired. So, listen... To guess is cheap. Stop fucking throwing darts. I can't get any cheaper than $11 a day. Seven days, $77. Give me a call. Seven days of baseball. And that includes the opening week of the NFL preseason. Let me show you how profitable that can be. Stop dragging your feet. Stop making excuses. Be proactive. Let's go get paid. He couldn't, I couldn't have said it better myself, ladies and gentlemen. This is the time of the year where it's ready to fucking go. Uh, building your bankroll is in full effect right now. Baseball is on fucking fire. It's never too late to build the bankroll. We told you football was going to be here like this, and sure enough, it's on TV tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, there's more money to be made in this industry than any other thing you could possibly do. I don't want to see the players be the only ones to get paid this season. I don't want to see the coaches be the only ones to get paid. Seven days, $77. Wow. If you can't spend $77 to try out the big skipper, mm. Steve Stevens, VIP Sports, then you shouldn't be betting. You got winners and losers. Which one are you? Because we're motherfucking winners. Behalf of VIP Sports, myself, the company, the big skipper, we love you. It's football season, and let's go get this motherfucking money. Fair enough? Fair enough. It's Steve Stevens. I bust your bookie head open. Split it to the white meat, I ain't joking. Me a dirt bomb in the ghost float. Straight OG like that Kush I be smoking. It's way too potent for rookies to come hit it. A little white girl around, I might sniff it. Popping bub in the club, so twisted. My pops keeps telling me to go get it. So I'm at the sports book, betting big on the Clippers. I'm talking about.